This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. Hey, who said we need we need five, right? We need five quarters. Yeah, oh, yeah. Appreciate that fight. Listen, I've, I've been wanting to do this my whole life, man. I got two game balls. Hey, first of all, I know how much this meant to him, and I know he was quiet the whole fucking week talking about how this is another game. But my man, I don't have stats in front of me. My man balls out. CD, where you at? Yeah. I got one more. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? This one, break this one down. Hey, 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 all week, all week, start Monday. What I say, it's the one I told y'all, bro. This the one. Hey, hey, like I said, bro, we got this two game stretch before the five, and we can't get the second one without getting the first. Hey, we got the first. Let's go, man. Let's go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. I love that we got a peek into the locker room yesterday following the Jets' first win of the season. Coach Sala handing out game balls to Zach and Corey Davis, Justin Hardy, special, uh, special teams captain, breaking down the huddle, talking about stacking these wins. How can, how can you not be amped up about this about this team right now, man? Um, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwini. This is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. The New York Jets pick up their first win of the season against the Tennessee Titans at home at MetLife Stadium yesterday in front of a rocking crowd. And not only was it the first win of the season, it was the first time the Jets were firing on all cylinders on offense, defense, and special teams. Zach Wilson had his coming out party and recovered after a rough first quarter. It would not be the same Jets team that we've seen in the first three weeks of the season. They, they put together four solid quarters of football and we're able to come away with a win. Before we get into the game breakdown, I got to break down some of these stats, and just a fair warning, there's a decent amount of them because a lot of Jets players were stuffing that stat sheet yesterday. Of course, starting off with quarterback Zach Wilson. He was 21 of 34 for 297 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and a passer rating of 97.3. The run game had a rough day, but it didn't matter because the passing game was on fire. Corey Davis, who I was ready to banish to the shadow realm in the first quarter for dropping, or uh, he tripped on that route and, you know, uh, caused that interception, of, of the only interception of the game for Zach Wilson. But after that, he finished with four catches for 111 yards and a touchdown, including a 53-yard touchdown catch early in the fourth quarter. Keelan Cole had a game of his own with three catches for 92 yards, and Jamison Crowder, his first game back from injury slash COVID had seven catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I was very happy to see that the, uh, the tight ends of the Jets were only targeted six times in total. And the, from those six targets, they only had one catch. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not targeting them as much as we did in recent weeks. Not only was the offense a big story yesterday, but the defense was absolutely phenomenal, performing at all three levels, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, all were on top of their game in order to slow down this Titans offense and King Derrick Henry, who they weren't able to stop him per se, 
but I would I, I would comfortably say that they were able to contain Derrick Henry in this game yesterday. The Jets defensive line, eight. They had seven sacks on the game. And let's get into some of these individual performances on the defense. Linebacker C.J. Mosley, otherwise known as the heart and soul of this defense, had 13 tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. He was all over the field yesterday making plays at all three levels. And I, I, I couldn't be happier to see C.J. Mosley back in a Jets uniform for the first time in two years. It, it's I, I don't think he's 100% back yet. You know, he's missed two seasons of football, and that, that's, that's tough to get back into that football shape so fast. But he is looking like that player that we saw at the beginning of 2019, those first three quarters against Buffalo. He, When he is on the field, it's like having another coach out there. Pre-snap, you can see him communicating with everybody, making sure everybody's in the right spots, they're, they're on the right guys. Not even just the linebacking core. In the secondary, he's pointing out to the young guys back there on the defensive line. He's making making sure people are lined up in the right spot. And he is the captain of this team, like I said before, the heart and soul of the defense. And without him, I don't know where the Jets' defense would be right now. Defensive tackle Quinnen Williams had his second straight game with two sacks, and he also tacked on a tackle for loss as well. Linebacker Quincy Williams, brother of Quinnen, was an X-factor on defense yesterday. A guy the Jets claimed off waivers two weeks ago had a career-high 10 tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss. With uh, Quinnen and Quincy both picking up sacks, it was the first time in NFL history that two brothers were able to uh, record sacks in the same game, on the same team, on the same day. Pretty special stuff right there. Um, Quincy was such a hard hitter on defense. He was one of the only guys that... When he hit Derrick Henry, uh, Henry stopped in his tracks. He wasn't able to fall forward or inch forward for a, or a couple more yards. When most guys, when they try to tackle Derrick Henry, you know they, they kind of bounce off him initially, and then they slowly, you know, start to bring him down a little bit. But Quincy Williams hits like a freaking truck, man. He was phenomenal yesterday, and uh, a really bright spot on this Jets defense, and a solid pickup off waivers from Jacksonville by Joe Douglas a few weeks ago. Defensive end Bryce Huff, an undrafted free agent from 2020, he finished with a sack and a half and a tackle for loss. He's been showing out. Uh, Salah's been rotating him in with, you know, ever since the loss and injury, the, the Jets have had some question marks of who is going to step into that prominent pass rushing role, and I think we have the answer to that. Bryce Huff, uh, John Franklin Myers, who I'll talk about in a little bit, rotating in and out, just making plays on defense, and they're, they're really coming in clutch. Speaking of John Franklin Myers, he finished with a sack, and he's having a phenomenal season so far. That was his, his third sack in four games. He also added on two tackles for loss of his own, including three quarterback hits. And finally on defense, second-year cornerback Bryce Hall. He batted three balls to the ground as he made two of the biggest defensive plays of the game, saving a touchdown on two separate occasions. Uh, you know, we gave the cornerback group a lot of flack heading into the season, but they have stepped up big time along with this defense when the Jets are, are, are rushing the passer, they wouldn't be as successful as they are if the corners weren't holding their end of the bargain. They, the, the, the Coach Sala and the staff are, are trusting these young second-year and rookie corners to play lockdown man coverage while the defensive line pins their ear, ears back and just rushes after the quarterback. And I, I know that people are going to use the excuse that the Titans were missing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, but the Jets were also missing a decent amount of players. We were missing Marcus May. We were missing Elijah Moore. We were missing Mekhi Becton, you know, Carl Lawson, who, you know, hasn't played it this season, but we're, we're dealing with injuries too. This is the NFL. You, you play, your, your team plays rain, wind, snow, 
injuries, healthy, doesn't matter. This is a win nonetheless, and a big win for this Jets football team. So getting more into the game, uh, the first quarter was a little rough. It, it looked like the same old Jets team we had seen in weeks, weeks past, where the offense couldn't do much, and the defense was doing their best to keep the, Jet, uh, the Jets in this game. Uh, they had three great stops on Tennessee drives that resulted in a field goal, and the Titans had an early 9-0 lead thanks to three kicks from Randy Bullock. At the start of the second quarter, this is when things started to change a little bit. Faced with a third and 10 at his own 25, Zach Wilson was able to shake off his rough first quarter and find Corey Davis for a first down. Then he did it again on the opposite side of the field, once again to Corey Davis, and all of a sudden the Jets were cooking. Something I didn't think I, I would say, <laughs> anytime soon at least. Uh, after Michael Carter punched in his first career NFL touchdown, the Jets had their first touchdown drive since week one in Carolina. When the offense returned to the sideline, Coach Sala went up to Zach and asked him, you having fun yet? And I, I think that's, that's such a, an important piece to this puzzle. Uh, in his post-game presser, Sala talked about this week, the focus was to get Zach Wilson to get back to having fun playing football, not having to stress and worry every single play about not making a mistake. Just get out there, be loose, be yourself, and just make some plays. And that's exactly what Zach Wilson did yesterday uh, at MetLife Stadium. Coming out of halftime, the Jets were only down two points. The score was 7-9. to nine. And on their second possession of the second half, Zach Wilson was, uh, excuse me, Zach Wilson was flushed out of the pocket, and he, was, he rolled out to his left. He then fired a shot 50 yards downfield right into the bucket of wide receiver Keenan Cole, who, if he hadn't tripped while catching this ball, would have walked right into the end zone. Regardless, MetLife completely erupted. People were screaming, jumping up and down. Finally seeing this potential that Zach Wilson showed, you know, what the Jets see in practice, what they saw at BYU on his tape, what they saw in all of his workouts, it was just, uh, it was a sight to see. And uh, although they couldn't punch it in there, Matt Amendola booted a 27-yard field goal to give the Jets their first lead of the season, making it 10-9. to That first lead wouldn't last long, however, as on the following drive, King Henry had to make his presence known gouging the Jets' defense with some long runs, capping it off with a touchdown of his own, and a successful two-point conversion by Tannehill to take the lead right back from the Jets, making it a one-score game, 17-10. Like I said before, the Jets' defense was able to contain Derrick Henry, not stop him completely. He still finished the day with, I think it was like 33 carries for 155 yards and a touchdown. But other than this drive where he ripped off a couple big runs, that was it for Derrick Henry on the day. I mean, he, he, was, he was chunking the Jets away because the, the Titans' offense yesterday was basically, without their top two receivers, was run on first and second down and throw on third. And that didn't exactly work out for them too well on, in most situations. They finished with uh, 5 of 19 on third down for the day. Just another testament to this Jets defense that is slowly starting to look like a top 15 unit and maybe by the end of the season even top 10. On the ensuing possession, a DPI set the Jets up on the Tennessee 34-yard line. Wilson took the snap in the shotgun, bobbled it, and then dropped it, scooped it back up, and hit Jamison Crowder for a 30-yard completion that put the Jets on the Tennessee 5-yard line. You've got to try a different route to try and hit on the Titans' defense. As it is, second and 10, lost the football, he picks it up. And has time, and throws to the other side of the field, and is caught at the 5-yard line by Jamison Crowder. Zach said in his postgame presser that he immediately knew that Crowder would be open on this play due to what the Titans' defense was showing, and he said that he was so excited to make this play that he, he bobbled the snap. And it's a good thing he was able to pick it up so fast because 
Crowder was able to finish this drive, taking a screen pass into the end zone for Wilson's first touchdown pass of the day and Crowder's first touchdown catch of the season, tying it up, making it 17-17. The Jets' defense was able to force a stop on the Titans' next possession thanks to a Quinn and Williams sack on third down, and this was where the magic just took over this game. Um, Wilson was, you know, I'm just going to let it play. And I think just that fact alone has really helped open up the offense. On the move. A lot of time. Directing traffic. Going to go deep. Has a man deep. It is caught for the touchdown. Corey Davis. Magic. Pure, unadulterated magic. Wilson, once again, flushed out of the pocket, rolled out to his right. And that's when he makes his best plays. He looked downfield, waved his hand for the universal backyard football signal of go deep and rocketed a pass downfield where it ended up in the end zone with both of Corey Davis's hands on the ball draped by a Titans DB. Touchdown, Jets. And when I tell you MetLife exploded, man, it was unlike anything I've ever heard or seen in my life. In, in my lifetime as a Jets fan, I have never once seen a quarterback make multiple plays like this in the same game. With a, a, a Jets quarterback with this kind of arm talent. Not many quarterbacks in football can make a throw like that. The, the Corey Davis touchdown, the Keelan Cole throw that I mentioned earlier, there's only like 10, maybe 10 quarterbacks in football that can make a throw like that. And <laughs> a Jets quarterback is one of them. This, of course, gave the Jets a, a seven-point lead, making it 24-17, about halfway through the fourth quarter. And then the Jets and, and Titans defenses both took turns making some really important stops. And then we got down to right before the two-minute warning, where the Jets had a chance to put it away here. On, on third and 10 at their own 40, Zach Wilson overthrew an open Corey Davis for what would have been the game-clinching first down. They probably would have been able to run the clock out after that. The Titans had used up all their timeouts. Um... There was a lot of debate in the MetLife stands, I know where I was sitting with, with my friends and family, that whether or not the Jets should have ran the ball here or thrown it, I like the thought process that Mike LaFleur was, he wanted to give the Jets, or I guess particularly Zach Wilson, an opportunity to win this game by himself, and eventually he's going to make this, he's going to consistently make this play, like 100%, but it's his fourth, still his fourth start, career start, and today was not the day for that, so... Uh, Zach knows he has to make that throw, and he addressed this and another one that we'll talk about in a bit later in his press conference. But the Jets had to punt, and the Titans had the ball with a two-minute warning in their favor and no timeouts. They marched down the field and scored a touchdown that sent the game into OT. I know there was a, there was a pass interference on this drive that a lot of Jets fans were complaining about, but... I think we were getting away with a lot of calls throughout this game, and uh, you know the ref, the officiating wasn't that particularly horrible this game. There was a couple times that I wanted to rip my hair out, like a couple th- a couple times where I thought, "What the hell is a taunting penalty?" Where they missed a couple couple block in the backs, but we got away with a few pass interference calls that I thought could have been, and I I'll take it. I'll take it, man. <laughs> Honestly. So going into overtime, the Jets won the coin toss and elected to receive and then went on a 13-play, 71-yard drive that took them down to the Tennessee one-yard line. And believe it or not, this is where Zach Wilson had his best throw of the game on this drive. 
hitting Keelan Cole in stride on a 29-yard touch pass that dropped right into his bucket as he ran toward the sideline. Looks like the Titans, they're playing zone coverage. Wilson going to throw it. Sideline, that is complete! Keelan Cole with the catch! As my dad said after this play, it looked like Keelan Cole was running out of runway there, but Zach put it in the perfect spot, and in my opinion, his best throw of the, of the, uh, of the game. Just a perfect touch on it in the right exact spot where only Keelan Cole could get it right at the edge of the sideline. Back to the Tennessee one-yard line. The Jets had three different opportunities to end the game. On first down, Zach missed a open Ryan Griffin for probably what would have been the game-winning touchdown. He underthrew him, and I, that, that was a pattern from yesterday. Zach, although he's incredibly accurate on these 20-plus yard throws, sometimes he struggles with the short game where he'll throw it at his receiver's feet, he'll overthrow him, or I, I, that's just something he's got to learn, uh, you know, uh, playing in the NFL, taking those checkdowns, playing boring football, as Coach Sala likes to say, uh, and I, I have no doubt that he'll he'll improve and he'll watch the tape of these plays over and over again this week. And I don't think he'll make the same mistake twice. But on second down, Tevin Coleman was stuffed on a run, and then on third, the Jets called a naked bootleg for Zach Wilson to let him try and win the game on his own, and he unfortunately lost three yards on the run. But uh, Sala said after the game that if he hadn't lost yardage on that play, they would have gone for it on the one-yard line, but they decided to kick the ball on fourth down to make it 27-24 in OT, giving the Titans the ball back with uh, one last opportunity to tie or win the game. Uh, side note on the third down play call of that naked bootleg, that's the one that I, I didn't like. I, I'm okay with the one before, with right before the two-minute warning, third and ten, let Zach air it out. I mean, because I feel like you're more likely to get the first down there uh, passing the ball, obviously, than running it. I think if they ran it, they would have just been running the clock out. But in this scenario, I much rather would have put the ball in Michael Carter's hands or, hell, even a quarterback sneak. But, yeah, the play call there, not too, not too hot in my opinion. But thank God it didn't come back to bite the Jets in the ass because the Titans would drive down to the field, uh, drive down the field with their last possession. On a 13-play, 44-yard drive that ended with a 49-yard missed field goal by Randy Bullock, who had been perfect on the day so far. The Jets picked up their first win, and MetLife Stadium absolutely erupted. This game was a roller coaster of emotions, man. It was up and down, up and down, up and down, loop-de-loops, king to ka, up and down, like absolutely insane. And I, it's it's it. I, I've I've been to a decent amount of jet games in my in my life. I've been going since 2010, and the energy here in the stadium at MetLife yesterday was just phenomenal. Jets fans showed up. They were able to make enough noise on third and fourth downs to stimmy the Titans' offense, and just a signature win for Zach Wilson and Robert Sala as they continue to move forward and develop together as a quarterback coaching tandem. I think yesterday, everyone finally saw what made Zach Wilson the second overall pick in this year's draft. He was making plays with his arms, with his legs, and the, man, I, the Jets averaged, averaged six points per game in the first three weeks of the season, and they had 27 yesterday, more than they scored in the first three games combined. I think, I think last week in Denver was a wake-up call for this team, and if, if they weren't going to have a fire lit under their ass for this game, then nothing was. And they were able to secure the win and maybe now pick up some, some momentum and use this win as a jumping point 
to stay competitive and, and, and stay competing in these games. Next week, the Jets have a date with the Atlanta Falcons in London at 9.30 in the morning. And yes, I will be waking up for that game. I, I, I mean, how can you not watch the Jets after how they played yesterday? I, I can't wait to see some more Zach Wilson explosive plays. And the season is just getting started. The Jets are just playing good football. I mean, I, I mean, playing good. They, the Jets played good football yesterday, and if they can build on this, build on this game plan, build on this team, and continue to stack wins, there's no reason why they couldn't be competing for the seventh wild card spot at the end of the season. You know, and I, I may be overly optimistic after being dreadfully, dreadfully uh, negative last week after that Broncos loss, but I, I'm just so excited. New York football. New York Jets football is back. The Giants got a win yesterday. I guess you could say New York football is back, but couldn't be more excited for this Jets team moving forward, and I can't wait to see what they whip up next for the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a Breath of Fresh Jets podcast, and go Jets. You've been listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwinkle.